When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about what matters most, right? The NBA. The only other thing I care about besides my family and the NFL. And college hoops, but not this time. Uh, NBA. And let's talk a little Southwest Division winner. And while I pull up those future odds, I just tell me, just tell me. Good, good. Thank God. Throw them out to me. So it's Mavericks. They're the leader. Plus 135. Nope. Um, Memphis Grizzlies. Plus 150. Nope. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Plus 250. Hmm. Spurs a uh, plus twenty five thousand and Rockets plus fifty thousand. Well, I'm clearly all in on the Rockets this year. No, I'm kidding. They're the worst team in the league, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm kidding about that. But I do like that price for the Pelicans. Same. Really like the Pelicans because the only issue with the Pelicans, and I love what they did at the deadline last year. I mean, acquiring CJ, which that was obviously, huge. you know, you get another guy that could get you buckets in the fourth quarter. But also, uh, I mean, the thing with them is they kind of I mean, they're really young, but now they have the experience. The only thing that scares me a little bit about saying that is I said that about Atlanta the year before that, and then they ended up being a complete dumpster fire. But we've already seen it here early with the Pelicans. Like, they look like they're the real deal. When Zion's out there, when he's fully healthy, he's in shape right now. He just needs to stay healthy. That's the other thing that scares me a little bit. But I love Brandon Ingram. I've always been a big Brandon Ingram fan. I thought the Lakers should have held on to Brandon Ingram. And uh, I like that roster. They're deep. They got a bunch of young guys. They got guys that actually play defense. And I think that they're they're one of the reasons I like them is you have like you have the veteran leadership with a guy like CJ, but also you have a bunch of young guys that are going to get up for these regular season games. Kind of like nobody saw that coming from Memphis last year, where they were the second best team in the West, only next to Phoenix. They covered every single night. They played hard every single night. You just don't know that you're going to get that with these veteran type teams, especially in the West right now, like the Clippers, you right. know. They're using load management. They just want to get into the playoffs. Where with the Pelicans, this is new and exciting. You got guys trying to increase their numbers and pad their stats a little bit every night. And they're just a good team. I yeah. like the Pelicans a lot. But I also do like the Mavs because they have Luka. And every single night he could give you 40. But I, I think the value bet would have to be the Pelicans, right? The value bet for sure. Here's the issue that I have with the Pelicans. Is that last year they were... One in thirteen, or something like that. They yeah, started out. They, were, start, yeah. they started started out really, really poorly, and it felt like Willie Green was already sort of with his back against the wall. Zion wasn't around. You had a bunch of undrafted guys or second round guys coming in, congealing together. Brandon Ingram was the alpha on this team, and then yeah. you make the trade for CJ, and CJ sort of unlocks Brandon Ingram, and all the while they're able to figure some things out without Zion. And now that Zion comes back and you've got, you know, Herb Jones is clicking and Brandon Ingram's clicking, even to a degree, Jose Alvarado has found himself a role. Now you insert Zion back into the lineup and now a team that was a stifling defense, a team that took Phoenix to the brink in the playoffs based on that perimeter defense, playing really athletic, good team stuff covering for one another. Now, all of a sudden, they're just picking on Zion because he's not a very good defender at all. You just put him in pick and rolls. You put him in pick and rolls. Especially now, yeah. And he's barbecued chicken, and he knows that. And he has inconsistency and issues with 
I think, complacency as well. So I think what's happened is you have a team that was super desperate last year to a team that's been feeling themselves a little bit early. So they, I think they getting smacked in the mouth last night against the Indiana Pacers, which are, I would say, quite simply one of the worst teams in all of the NBA, shows them that they need to come out and compete just like they did last year every single night and not think that there's a team that they can just walk through and beat, especially when you've got Zion, who's going to get absolutely picked on in the pick and roll specifically. So I like that pick. I am a little nervous about them, though. I'm nervous about all those teams. I'm nervous about the Mavs in terms of who's going to be the other primary scorer and, you know, teams just allowing Luka to have 40 and them losing. I'm worried about the Grizzlies without Jaron Jackson. The Grizzlies would probably be my pick just because I think when Jaron Jackson does come back, uh, they're going to take another step, and they're winning games even without one of their key pieces. You know, all the other all the other teams, they're not missing anyone. You know, Mavericks have their entire team. Pelicans have their entire team. Now you could say they're getting Zion back yeah. into the, and integrated into the lineup. But I, I know this might, might sound crazy, but I think defensively the Pelicans are better without Zion. Really? I do. Yeah, I think that there's a better defensive team without Zion on it. Better defensive team, yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, Defensive yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Defensive team. Not a complete team, team yeah, yeah. but just a defensive team. Yeah. No, I I think that's fair. I, I completely agree with that. Which team do you think is built to actually to, to make a run in the playoffs? All three of them? Yeah, I do. I Re- think all three have, have a legit chance. You look at the Grizzlies. They could have beaten the Warriors. We didn't um, see Ja We healthy. didn't see Ja yeah. healthy. He got hurt. Uh, you know, you had a couple of 50-50 balls go down. So that is another one. The, I think the Pelicans could have very easily, there were some key moments. I think they could have ended up beating the Phoenix Suns in the first round. That would have been an awesome matchup with the Mavericks. And then obviously the Mavericks go to the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, and, and another fun team that I'm not going to bet on, but a team that you should definitely watch until the trade deadline is the Spurs. Like, the Spurs are a very fun team. Do you think they're going to be active at the deadline? Do you think they're going to be— I think they're going to be sellers. Sell, yeah, I think they, pieces. I've heard Jakob Pertle to the Boston Celtics, which you would love. God, that'd be a huge pickup. Because the other thing I was going to bring up was you think about the trade deadline, you think about some of the guys that might get moved, and then you think yep. about the active, obviously, you know, the owners and the general managers that are going to be looking to sell or buy, I should say, at the deadline in this conference. The Grizzlies— are kind of set for the next couple of years, right? Because they have such a young core that I don't think they're going to move any of those guys unless it was the right deal to be made. And then you look at, obviously, Dallas, and you have Mark Cuban, who's always super aggressive. But do you think there's going to be a big name that's available at the deadline? Like, what's going to end up happening with the Nets? We don't know with Kyrie and KD, but I don't think either of those guys... Well, I think actually, they might I don't cut know. Kyrie. I was going to say, I, I no, but nobody's, KD he's not moved. worth the headache. I don't no. think anybody's going to want Kyrie, even Mark Cuban. And he's him and him and Luca together is not a. Fit I was at talking all. to Andrew about this, and he said he was he's Andrew our uh, our brand manager. We were talking to him, a friend of ours, and he basically said he would take Kyrie for the Minnesota Timberwolves, which I wouldn't hate. Kyrie's a good enough point guard to say, all right, Kyrie, D'Angelo Russell, Ant Edwards. I don't want him Ant. in Chicago. I, I mean, I don't know why you would. Um, but yeah, never plays. He's always a headache. It's always something. There's always some it drama. Always Last something. time we saw him in the playoffs, he got swept. By the Celtics. By the Celtics. By my Celtics, who then couldn't close the Yeah, I mean, I think also I could very easily see, let's be honest, there is a real possibility, and I'd say a logical reasoning behind the Nets deciding that they are going to tank this year to get Scoot Henderson or someone, because this is the last year that they and the Houston Rockets have a pick pick swap, 
and Houston will either get their own pick or they will get the Nets pick, whichever one is better for them, more advantageous. So the Nets could very easily get the second or third overall pick, and they will have their own pick. So tanking this year works for them. Get rid of Kevin Durant. Get rid of Kyrie Irving. Use your own pick find, or trade that pick for a star. Figure it out. They should trade Kevin Durant to Dallas to play with Luke. That actually would be amazing. Christian Wood. Yeah, that honestly is an amazing trade. I think that's like really interesting for this division. But this is the last year that the Nets will have their own pick for a very, very long time. They'll have to have either the Sixers pick uh, or no pick at all. So, yeah, I I really do like the Grizzlies, though, at plus 150. It feels like when they get Jaron Jackson back. And they have enough pieces to make another move if they need to. Yeah, Luke is my favorite player in that division, but I would have to probably go with the deeper rosters. And yep. again, Jaron Jackson will be back this season. So I do like Memphis still. But I like the Pelicans just because that team is deep. The only worry is, you know, health, uh, like you said, playing defense. Because yep. in the playoffs, you're going to have to play defense if you're just able to destroy Zion and pick and rolls and he's not able to guard anybody on the def- on the perimeter. Pelicans 5-5, five and five, Spurs 5-6. Five and six. Mavericks six and three, Grizzlies seven and four. So they're all sort of hovering between five and nine, kind of like right around five hundred. Yeah, I'd stick with the Pelicans just for the value, but I think the Grizzlies are probably the smart pick. Again, I love Luca. I just don't really love the rest of that roster. Me I like neither. Christian Wood. They got him coming off the bench right now. You see how big of a loss Jalen Brunson is. Yep. Even though him and Luca weren't the best fit together. I mean, Jalen Brunson's awesome right now. 